Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with founder and CEO Neha Naik. As the founder and CEO of three successful businesses, including a successful recruitment agency, sleep consultancy company, and a data analytics company, she's an official member of Forbes Business Council, an invitation-only organization for successful small and mid-sized business owners. She has a boutique recruitment company that specializes in helping hyper-growth tech startups build and keep a first-rate team. Now, with over a decade of experience working with Fortune 500 companies and startups in full-cycle recruiting, she shares her insights on tech recruiting and business trends on various platforms. Enjoy this interview. Hey, Joe. Hi there. How are you? I am good. Where, yep. So where are you located now? I'm in Houston, Texas. I live okay. in Houston, but um, have you been to, do you know, like, Houston, Texas area, the Texas I, area? I don't know the area, but I, I remember one time I landed in Houston in the 90s, late 90s, okay. and I got off in the heat was something I'd never felt before. The way it yeah. felt, it was crazy. But no, I'm not familiar with the area. Okay, so Houston, Austin, we're about two and a half hours from each other, but Austin okay. is like the startup hub. So since I have a tech recruiting agency, I primarily work with startups. And so I've been, my word of the year is visibility. So like really getting on podcasts and getting to like, you know, um, events and stuff like that. So yesterday, I there was like a huge networking thing happening there. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go because I didn't have a ton of meetings. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to go before the kids school starts and everything next week. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I missed this. And I was like, I literally just pulled over for like a, a meal. And I was like, Oh, no, like, I'm so sorry. But I'm glad that we're talking today. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Well, hey, before we get into your life and the recruiting, and everything that goes into you being a business owner, I want to know, how did you survive COVID the last three years? And how has it changed the way that you do things now that we're in this kind of new post pandemic era? Yeah. So believe it or not, my business actually, I made seven figures, um, both COVID years. Um, and I think the way that happened was because when COVID first hit, which was in March, well, like, I know it was around for a while, but like when it hit the United States, um, it was March. Cause I remember my baby had just turned three months old and I was ready to go back to work for my maternity leave. And I was like, like I signed on three clients and then boom, it was like, Nope, we're going to pause. And then it was like a three week lull. Um, but then I was like doing journaling and manifestation exercises. And I was like, there, there's enough resources to go around. So very much in the abundance mindset, as opposed to the scarcity mindset. And before you know it, like literally within six weeks of that happening, I was fully booked. I had to hire a team. Um, we made like the highest month ever. And then I think since then, like this year specifically has been interesting because as you know, there's been a lot of layoffs in the tech world, right? Um, so this year really has been pivoting. So really pivoting from um, just doing staffing to like helping people find jobs and like seeing how we can offer people help um, and still have a business that's making profits, right? Um, and so just really pivoting in, from that angle. And then we also have an employee transition package where if you were a company that had to lay off employees, how to do that in a strategic thoughtful manner, right? So working with us and being a support for your employees as they transition out of your company. So it's been interesting. Yeah, I bet. So let me ask you this. I want to get to the essence of exactly what you do on a daily basis. So I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day at a school. Hi. And one of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How yeah. do you answer them? So I basically work with companies who are growing because they are really successful and help find people for them so that they can support 
um, their growth, right? Because a CEO cannot do it all. Um, and so really allowing people to come in and help the CEO so that the company gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up? A doctor. Okay. Did you go to med school? Did you? Did I did. you okay. I went to med school for a year. I took the MCATs. I did the whole shebang and I realized it wasn't for me. I, I realized, I feel like it was a mix of um, cultural expectations because I'm Asian. Um, and it was also, you know, my aunt's a doctor and she has been my role model because she lost her husband really young and she started her own foundation in her hospital. And so she's someone I really look for up to. And so being in her influence, I was like, this is something I want to do. I want to be as cool as her. And I, so the thing was that mix of cultural expectations. And when I got there, I was like, okay, like I have a lot of respect for physicians, but it's not just the, it's just not the career for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, let's get to the essence of how you got here. And I want to know where you were born and raised and what the seeds were that were put into you to become an entrepreneur and to take yeah. this path that you've taken. Yeah. So I was born and brought up in India until I was 11 and I have a younger brother. So he is, you know, seven, he, he, we're four years apart. So he's seven. Um, and so we moved here to Houston. Actually, this is like the first place we've been before that we were in the UK for about a year and Scotland for about six months. My dad was an SAP consultant. So he was, you know, constantly moving. Um, and so when we came here, he started working for Halliburton, which is the oil and gas company that we all know of. Um, and, you know, when we were here, I definitely struggled with confidence issues because I came here when I was in middle school. I had a thick accent, um, you know, definitely that like, you know, very new place. I was away from my family, my grandparents, who I used to see all the time, my aunts and uncles, my role models, they were all like basically away from me. So it was very much like a weird phase, weird time, right? But of course, my parents were supportive. And they really encouraged us to like, you know, you know, take more English classes or go to the library or read more. And the concept of entrepreneurship initially started with my dad, right? So he was the one that was like, we're here for the American dream, right? And so while he had he couldn't take risks, he was hoping that by the time we were old enough, we were, you know, in that mindset of being able to take risks and really go after our, our dreams and find that magic, right? Um, and so basically from there, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna try med school. Obviously, that didn't work. And then I, you know, at, uh, at the time, my boyfriend slash fiance now, who's my husband, father of my kids, um, you know, he was like, you try recruiting like you love to talk to people and you love HR and all that and I was like okay cool so I tried it I turned out to be really good at it because I was working on commission only made a killer first year and he was like you know what I think you should do this on your own like why would you even split commission with the company like you have the potential to go at it so he was really like the person who catapulted my um, entrepreneurship career and he was really like my backbone and he was like I'm working a job you do the business and then you know when you're stabilized we'll switch and I'll start my own business and that way we kind of have that stability um, so it was really a mixture of that and my younger brother is actually also an entrepreneur so he was a senior software engineer at NVIDIA started his own agro drone company um, that is super successful um, for the past two years so th it's really that's how it was just in us I guess yeah absolutely so who's been kind of a hero for you in your life I would say definitely my dad, because I know the hardships that he has gone through, like, you know, with losing his dad really early and having to support his three siblings, um, you know, really just being like the sole breadwinner for a while, a little bit until they all had jobs and were done with college and all that. And then I would definitely say my husband, because he's definitely a go getter and he really instilled that confidence. And I, I still have days where I'm like, I don't know if I'm good enough or I think we all do. Right. Like it's, it's just human psychology. It's, it's how we're built. And, and he really is like, 
you got this, we got this, let's go have a drink, let's have pizza, and then tomorrow we'll start over. So um, they both really are my rocks and pillars. So as somebody that's very driven and fueled by being in business, what's been your favorite example of a business story of a CEO or a business model? Yeah, um, I mean, I would say my favorite is I I follow Alex Armosi. And so I've read a lot of his books. And I read the hundred million dollar offers and that's, you know, one of the most recent books that I read. Um, and I love his story because it really, you know, when he talks about, you know, there was one chapter and he talks about at $62 in my bank account. And one of the clients that he was working with, like didn't end up paying him or they like completely just like defaulted on the payment and he still had to pay his team. And he was like, I literally had that one shot. Right. And he sat down with his wife and he was like, we have $62. Right. And then how he turned that around to now create this, I mean, everybody knows who Armosi is, right? Like you say his name and you're like, oh my gosh, like I know who that is. I read his book, his podcast, he's all over the place. Um, And so I think that's been a really, um, I feel like it's really been motivating for me to listen to stuff like that because I too have had, you know, obstacles in my life where I was like, I don't know if I can make the next payroll, right? Because the clients haven't paid or they're they're late in paying and I got to make the payroll. And so really listening to stuff like that and then overcoming that and using you know, failures as a staircase to success, as opposed to like, turning away, right? Because a lot of people like fail, and they're like, Okay, well, I'm done, I guess this isn't meant for me. But really, like, I always say, like, well, I've heard this. And I always believe that failure leads you to success, right? And so I think that's been like a story that I love. And then also just like, you know, if you think of how Barack Obama and Michelle Obama came up, I know it's not technically a business story, but um, just kind of their upbringing and, you know, how they got to where they were just using mindset, um, I think is key because a lot of people are skilled, but if your mindset is lacking or you're constantly living in the scarcity mindset, imposter syndrome, comparison, competition, you're not going to get places, right? So I think that's another, um, that's another example. Yeah. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Oh my gosh. Um, I have so many people, but definitely Michelle Obama. Yeah. And I would say um, Chef Ramsey because I love him. He's hilarious. And um, he's just, you know, we used to watch Hell's Kitchen and all those like Master Chef type shows with my family. And it was something we watched together. And so um, it's just such a like an important childhood memory for me and Michelle Obama because I mean she's a badass. Yeah, so. of course. So speaking of those high caliber kind of people, they definitely have a lot of motivation to get through their day and do what they do. What is that mm-hmm. for you? What is your motivator to get up and to do all of these things that you do with your life? I would say definitely my children, they motivate me. Um, You know, I always want them to, as they grow up, think of me as a role model, right? Think of me um, as somebody who, think of them also as somebody who can carry on my legacy to a certain extent, right? Of course, my family, my husband, et cetera. Um, And I think what really motivates me is the fact that, you know, I feel like we're all here on a purpose on this world, right? We're here to do something, accomplish something. And I think my mission is to really help as many people as I can and really build successful communities. And so when you think of hiring, you're not just placing people, that's part of it, but you're literally helping the economy. You're literally empowering people to make a positive impact in their community because they have the jobs, right? And so I think that's really where, you know, my kind of 
motivation comes in. And I also just want to be somebody, you know, who's considered a thought leader in my industry so that again, I can help other entrepreneurs and mentor people and guide people um, and really, you know, build people up. I'm all about building people up. I don't believe in competition. I don't believe in, you know, bringing people down. It's all about how do we work together? Because I do think there's more than enough resources in the universe for us to all succeed. Um, and just because I'm successful, that doesn't mean you have to not be successful, right? So really, how do we pull the resources together, collaborate and bring each other up. That's super important to me. And that would, that's, I literally, sometimes I'm so excited about my business. I cannot sleep because I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I have so many things to do and not enough time. <laughs> yeah. Well, since you deal with technology in the technology sector, what, in your estimation, what do you think has been one of the best technological advancements in our lifetime? So I would say, um, ooh, the best technological, I mean, I have a funny answer and then I have like a serious answer. So I would say the funny answer would be Netflix because hello, yeah. um, Netflix, yeah. but <laughs> I would say on a more serious note, and this is something that people are actually scared about is AI, right? I mean, um, I know a lot of people have this, again, fear like AI is taking away jobs, but I really think that um, with the right um, ethical boundaries and with the right uh, you know, just making sure that the foundation is done in the right way where we are protecting ourselves from any kind of AI takeover. Um, it really will allow us to upskill and up level what we do, right? And I think anytime there's a new technology introduced, like when we went from having people work in the factory to automated factories, people were freaking out, like, oh my gosh, our jobs are gone. And look at where we are now, right? So it's not about losing jobs it's about upskilling your job to like then how how can you use ai to get to the next place because as a mother of two and a three times business owner i wouldn't be able to do it all unless i had some of that ai backing me up right so i always say ai is a part of my village right and so it's not here to take away jobs and i'm not letting go of my team members but it definitely helps us meet deadlines quicker it definitely helps me be the next better version of myself as well so what's been one of your best success stories that always puts a smile on your face? Yeah. So just last week, I was uh, no nominated and honored as a, a 40 under 40 uh, businesswoman in the city of Houston by the Houston yes. Business Journal. Um, that's, I mean, that's huge. I, when I was nominated, I almost was like, ah, okay, like I'll apply. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, it's so unrealistic and ex exciting that you almost like can't see yourself there. You know what I mean? Like it's like other people get it, but will I? Yeah. And this is coming from the immigrant nerdy, like 11 year old, right. Who has severe confidence issues. And so I think that was a huge thing. And then the other thing that I'm really proud of is I have been invited to do a TEDx talk in October. Cool. And it's literally been like TEDx is stuff that I watch with my dad on weekends and listen to. And so um, being on there, it's just, I can't even explain to you how exciting that is. Yeah, that's wonderful. So speaking of being proud, what is the one thing that you've done so far in your life that you're the proudest of? I think having my kids, <laughs> um, I would say that definitely that's something they're my pride and joy, right? And so I would say that that's something that I'm proud of. The other thing that I'm proud of is being able to define what success means to me and not other people define it for me because I think success comes in all shapes and forms and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer and it's not what a magazine tells you or a tv show tells you and so having being you know having the empowerment to decide that this is what success means to me and not letting other people define it I think is is a superpower of mine because I definitely feel like 
people are going to have opinions of what you should do, what you shouldn't do, but it's about what feels good to you. And I tell my kids that all the time. It's not about what, you know, even what I want you to do sometimes, right? Like I can dictate for you the career path and all that stuff. So doing stuff that makes you truly happy because it's all about energy. And if you are in the happy energy and that's what you emit, that's what you're going to get back. If you're miserable, that's what you're going to give it, emit, and that's what you're going to get back. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you this. If you could see any event in human history with your own eyes, get into Ooh. a time machine, what what event would you love to have seen? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I would definitely love to have seen... I would, I would say that like civil war, what happened after the civil war and the freedom that was caused by it to a lot of obviously the slave population. I think that's something that I would have been like really honored and excited to see because it's such a critical moment when you think of diversity and equity and inclusion, it, it's such a key event, right? And so I would say uh, that's something that I would have liked to see. Um, and then also when we first landed on the moon, I think it yeah. would have been cool to be there when it was like, oh my gosh, we're on the moon, right? Because when by the time we came around, it was like, oh, we've already been on the moon a couple of times. But that excitement of like the first, I think is always just different. Yeah, I'll never forget going through my dad's photos and he was just taking a picture of the TV over and over and over again. Yeah. He was so excited about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's it such, such a cool, cool event. Yeah, absolutely. It was. So everyone out there has a perception of you. There's all these pockets of people in your world, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Uh, I definitely think I'm a hustler and a go-getter. I'm an empathetic lead by example business owner and mentor. And I am very compassionate. I know sometimes I have to put up a hard wall um, because, you know, growing up with a dad who lost his father early on, he's always been like, I got this, right? No matter what happens, I am the person. And I think that got passed down, whether it was genetically or not. But I definitely feel like sometimes I really tend logical as opposed to emotional, but I am like, I do get affected by things. It just, it's harder for me to explain rest those just because of that. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm definitely like go getter. Like I don't sit down, uh, you know, our vacations are like at 8am, we're doing this at 10am, we're doing this. And my husband's like, can we just sit on the beach? And I'm like, No, we have to check out these three museums. <laughs> we're yep. not just here on the beach. So that's I'm very type A. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I do get it. So if anyone out there wants to hire you learn more about your company, what you do, anything about your world, where can they go? Yeah, so you can visit me on recruitgan.com or find me on LinkedIn, um, Neha Dixit Nike. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to put this in the show notes. Absolutely. Uh, perfect. And then you can email me. So neha.nike at recruitgan.com. And I'm really big on networking. I, my word of the year, I don't believe in resolution. So I believe in like word of the year. So every year I start off with a word and I try to manifest the crap out of that word. And so my word of the year has been visibility. And obviously with the TEDx and the 40 under 40 and getting on podcasts and, and, and that's been really great. So a big part of that is also networking. So if you want to reach out and just say hi or have a question about your business as you're starting up, you know, I'm all about value. Neha, thank you so much for taking time out. Thanks for your story. Best of luck with everything as we move forward. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Super excited to be here. And thank you to all the listeners. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Hey.